0: I'm Chris Lindstrom and this is the Food About Town Podcast. In episode 111 of the Food About Town Podcast, I had my wife Carrie and my friend Brian on and we talked about a few different things. The first segment was dedicated to the time I spent at AnthroCon, the largest furry convention in America, which is held in Pittsburgh. I went down to help my wife sell artwork. I did a little bit of talk. Uh, to myself when I was down there at the convention, and we talked a bit about inclusivity and all kind of about the furry fandom, which is an interesting topic that always brightens up a conversation. Uh, and in the second part, we did a discussion about food while traveling, either when you're, while you're at somewhere or when you're trying to get somewhere, uh, the kind of food you eat, and we had a kind of interesting discussion about that. Because we all have opinions on that, don't we, Brian?
1: Yes, we certainly do, Chris.
0: Well, thank you for joining me for this introduction to the podcast. Anything else I need to add for this one? No, I don't think so. I think you covered it pretty well. All right, fine. Thank you for being interesting. So if you want to follow us on social media, you can grab me at Strami on Twitter and Instagram, Food About Town on Facebook. Where can people find you, Brian?
1: You can find me at, at chew on this. On both Instagram and Twitter.
0: And that's C H U E underscore on underscore this, correct? You are 100% on the button. Wow. Thank you, sir, for joining me for this dynamic introduction to episode 111 of the Food About Town podcast. Good day. Well, this is a bi-east-coastal podcast extravaganza. I don't know what the hell to call this yet, but whatever. Well, that was too much. It it is too much. So, recorded live from Rochester, New York, and lovely Newton, Massachusetts, this is Brian and Chris talking about stuff with Carrie, too. Hi. Hi. (laughs) So, my friend Brian from Boston and my wife Carrie has joined us for at least a little while. Before she gets sick of us, yeah. Um, I wanted to start this episode. I, I, I did. I recorded a little bit of audio while I was at Anthrocon this last weekend, helping my wife sell artwork. So, what I'm going to do? It was a few minutes. I recorded live while I was there. So we're going to play that now, and then Carrie and I are going to come back and talk about the experience a little bit.
2: Oh, okay. So I wait. I didn't get to hear that.
0: No. Oh well, no,
2: it's mysterious. Yeah. Mysterious footage. So
0: I'll, I'll probably play it while while we're while it's being played for the public. Oh my! And then we'll be right back with live recording from Rochester, via Massachusetts. I'm gonna just, just stop talking about that. Just
2: like this, like I don't know, man. It's northeast podcast. Summer extravaganza. All right, just finale, bonanza. It's not, it's not a finale. I don't know.
0: <laughs> All right, now now audio. That's what
2: you sound like. <laughs> uh,
0: now audio from AnthroCon, and we'll be back in a minute. Well, it's a beautiful day here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I am at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center in the heart of downtown hanging out at the largest furry convention in North America that I'm aware of anyways AnthroCon It's takes up two floors of the convention center and is really an experience to be here as a non-furry related person My wife is a dealer here at the convention and we're set up in the large dealer's room and the between that and the artist area, takes up an entire section of the convention center. Uh, hundreds of vendors of all different kinds, uh, people that make the fursuit costumes, people that make custom badge work, and plenty of merchandise, uh, pins, stickers, t-shirts, anything and everything surrounding these anthropomorphic characters of different animals. So at this point, I've spent over a full day in the dealer's area. Uh, It's Saturday, the second day out of three of the convention. And the first day was just absolute, uh, it was just absolute insanity. The amount of demand for this kind of product is uh, staggering, really. And it's a very enthusiastic community. It's not a place I ever thought I would find myself, but my wife has been drawing cartoon-like animal characters since she was a kid, and at some point in the past, the furry community ended up finding her. She ended up doing a lot of custom work for people in and around the furry community and now has been selling at these conventions for a fairly long time now. almost three years. She's been a full-time artist working with people in and around this world and now this is my first time Uh, this one in pittsburgh the AnthroCon is you know so so busy that she needed some assistance so i'm here experiencing everything you know new and fresh Um, i said the passion for all the people here is just fantastic it's a really inclusive community people of all backgrounds uh, people of all persuasions are Accepted and everybody can you know dress the way they want to dress and be the character they want to be and uh, you know even even me who's a non non furry person the you know, reception's been really pleasant uh, talking to different people and everybody wants you to have a good time and I think that's the sign of a a good community is doesn't really matter who you are is everybody wants to have a good time and enjoy themselves so on that note I actually did go to the I went to the dance area last night I had lost a lost a bet with my wife a while back and as part of that I needed to go at least experience the dance area of this convention so on the second floor there's all these different things from panels to dancing to. You know all all sorts of different events, so I went up last night with her and some of her friends, and spent some time in there. And again, you know, same kind of thing. It's it's not built for me. I'll say that upfront. It's that, that much is for sure. But what it what it is, it's a lot of people having a very good time. They have actual they have DJs there doing doing good work. Uh, You know, they're they're playing music. Everybody's dancing, having a great time. And it's... You know, it's just like anywhere else. Everybody's able to be their best selves. And enjoy themselves and be comfortable. Um, For some people, this is the only place they're comfortable in the world. And now, having spent some time here, it, it definitely opens your mind up a little bit. You know, I was always... I don't know about the word right word ambivalent about it, Uh, but now having spent more time here, it's 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 great to see people really enjoying themselves. I met a whole bunch of people that have done commission work with my wife, and it's a the reception's just been fantastic. Um, I still have absolutely no interest in being a part of it as a you know a participant, but. You know, whenever she needs help, I'm going to be happy to go out and, you know, spend some time out here, um, introduce myself to people. And I think the other thing that was really impressive is how much the area around the convention, um, how the businesses have really embraced uh, Anthrocon being here in Pittsburgh. I've heard stories about people who, you know, they've had issues with people... And not, not a ton, just you know few and far between. But the whole area around Anthrocon is the businesses cater to the furry community. They have extra air conditioning, they have cool down areas. Uh, one of the businesses even rebrands themselves during the convention. And of course, it's pragmatic. It's a great way to engage yourself with a large group of people who are coming into town. But uh, actually right now there's a parade going on where they walk outside and lots of people from around town come and watch the parade. And it's, you know, they've really embraced it here. You know, they show it on the news, they talk about it in the newspaper, but it's not like, hey, there's a there's a freak show. It seems like they're legitimately excited that the convention's in town and everybody's you know, they're, they're, everybody's being good citizens. You know, they're really respecting everybody, and there's nothing better than that. No matter what you're doing, respecting the people around you, no matter who they are, what they're doing, is is critical. And I've, I've been really thrilled hanging out here and talking to different people. Now, of course, I'm not going to lie, there are times where I use the... You know, I'll use the furry community as a... Uh, conversation Kickstarter if I want to tell people about something that's a little bit different in the world and there's, you can have moments of obviously there's plenty to joke around about, just about with anything else but you know, it's, it's I like educating people about it, you know, talking about the inclusivity, uh, talking about, you know how people can you know come and be their best selves I try to educate people, even though I'm not part of it I try to, you know, open people's minds to different opportunities in the world. Even though I'm talking about food and drink most of the time, that's one of my goals is I try to let people know about things they might not know about otherwise. Well, that was our live little... Live little recording at Anthrocon, and Carrie, now that you've heard me ramble on about my thoughts about it, what were your thoughts about this weekend and me being there?
2: Well, okay, so I guess I should probably start with what I was afraid of going in. Oh, I'm interested. (laughs) Because, well, for one, I knew that we were going to be coming into the whole experience late. A lot of my friends and fellow vendors were actually there as early as Tuesday.
0: That sounds awful, by the way.
2: (laughs) Well, they had plans for experiencing the entire, um, the entire city and, you know, like they had plans to go to certain restaurants and, um, I mean, that sounds nice. Big group, big groups of them were getting piercings or tattoos. That it,
0: also doesn't sound. Nice. No, that's,
2: that's. I mean, fun. I wouldn't have wanted that personally. But but I thought that that was really cool. That that's their tradition. They get there early. They go see the aviary and the zoo and um, actually enjoy.
0: How, how very on brand.
2: Uh huh. Right. <laughs> Um, Such a shill. So <laughs> <laughs> Such a shill. <show. laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so like, I was afraid of missing out on a lot of that at FOMO um, because <laughs> we were going to be getting there Thursday, which is like, let's get in there, let's set up, and then we're going to die.
0: Yeah. So we, we got in, it was 80 plus degrees while we were setting up Uh uh-huh. on Thursday after we dropped everything off. I was pouring um, sweat the
2: entire time I was setting up. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was, it was pretty rough because they turned the air conditioning off. Yeah. But I mean, and that's kind of part of the deal was I didn't want to take multiple days off of work. So I was there to set up, sell, and leave. And that's exactly what we did.
2: Right. And then the leaving part was you. normally I stay there until Monday, which is its own kind of hectic. Uh, but basically what happens at the end of the convention is... Uh, well, the convention ends, they have closing ceremonies and everything is over, but not really because a lot of the artists like to hang out and together in somebody's hotel room, they order food and just have a giant art jam.
0: Uh, togetherness. Yes.
2: Uh, so there. it's like one last big hurrah. So the people that want to dance can go dance and the people that want to draw are drawing. Um, but... I didn't get to do that because we, like, closed everything up, got it in the car, got the fuck out of there. <laughs>
0: we were, so from the time the thing closed to the time we left was just over an hour.
2: Which was amazing. I was still in the loading dock at this time two years ago.
0: Yeah. So, what, what was your thoughts about me being there in general? Not just with how, I expedited everything. Right. Because that's that's what I do,
2: which was great. Because I do not have that capability; that is not in my wheelhouse to kind of rush people along or, you know, abbreviate a transaction. That, because that is ev- what I do best. Because <laughs> everything to me is like, oh my gosh, you're excited about my, my stuff, and they're like, I'm excited about your stuff, and I'm like, I'm excited about you being excited about my stuff,
0: and I'm like, I'm gonna take your money, yeah, and, and the-
2: leave. <laughs> Like, I felt bad because I was like, I kept on, you know, like I would talk about a commission or merchandise or whatever with somebody. And then I'm like, and now go make it rain on my husband. And so he would take their money and do the cash out. And I felt like slightly disjointed because I had to yell across the table through my little porthole no, it was, it was in good. my display. Like, thank you.
0: Like <laughs> It was good because you, you were able to be the front person. Right. While I was... The cash register, which is, that's what my job should be.
2: Right. And I mean. It It lets
0: you be the what you should be on
2: there. Realistically, like, it's better for everybody because, well, I get to do what I do and you help me make the financial thing happen as well. And then they can go along and go buy other stuff instead of me taking up their entire time. Being excited about them being excited.
0: <laughs> Which I'm, you still had a fair amount of that.
2: I did have a fair amount of that. But there were also times where you're cashing people out and they're adding stuff to the the list of what they were ordering. And I'm like, hey, I gotta buy this, you know, I'm selling this thing. And so I just, just like, okay, I'll take your money and like say well, goodbye the... to that transaction. Cause like I, I sometimes got the faster of the transactions yeah, but that
0: was like five percent of them.
2: Yeah, that was like a very small amount. But I was like, okay, I gotta do the. Oh, he's busy. I'm just gonna take their money, like. Because <laughs> the first the
0: first day we had a sale. It was a six hour sales day, and we had a sale every six minutes the first day. Yeah. Which was just absolutely ridiculous. It was jam packed, full of stuff. I, I was I was I was impressed with how many people were buying.
2: Yeah, and, like you
1: were selling Christmas trees on Christmas,
2: right? <laughs> well, that's what every c- furry convention is for me. Is it's basically like the holiday, the the Disney World. The this is the thing that people are going to. They either travel across the world to get to Anthrocon, or so is, it's is, their is this local big, is this con. The biggest one? Yeah, it's the biggest one. Um, that it's been neck and neck. Off and on for maybe a year or so with uh, Midwest Fur Fest, Chicago, which by is the in way. Rosemont, Illinois, Chicago, um, and they, you know, they brag, oh, we're the, we're the biggest one, and Anthrocon's like, LOL, no. <laughs> well,
0: and I have to say it was it was really well run. Um, people were eager to give us their money, and the the whole ex- the experience of it was, I mean. As much as I can joke around about, you know, all the monsters running around and <laughs> there's some weird stuff going on, admittedly, but <laughs> I mean, I met a lot of Carrie's commissioners. There are a lot of really nice people who I would hang out with in like actual life when they're not wearing monster costumes.
2: <laughs> and well, <laughs> I just and, like the the first thing that you do when we get into the city and you see your first fursuiter crossing the street and you just go, Boo. <laughs> i'm just like no 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 no
0: (laughs) it's it's weird how it becomes super normal after a weekend Mm
1: -hmm. i would imagine it becomes super normal considering you're immersed in that
0: yeah i mean you see people all day every day wearing suits around and they're around in the city they're around in the convention they're around in restaurants and it's just it's staggering it's just all over the place and there's no escape
2: because the thing is like with Midwest Fur Fest, they brag that they take over an entire hotel. Which, yes, they do. But
0: this the- is like four hotels, yeah. the entire surrounding area. Every restaurant has signs up about right. We welcome the furries, and it's it's crazy.
2: Well, and the thing is, like, even though they've been neck and neck in terms of the amount of people that attend, uh, they haven't been around as long as Anthrocon has.
0: Yeah, the enthusiasm is... I I don't think they can match
2: that enthusiasm. It's just like eating way too much food all in one sitting until you explode is what MFF is compared to Anthrocon. They've had time to grow comfortably and thus staff appropriately, and the city has welcomed them because they haven't just been like, boom, tons of furries. Whereas Rosemont, they still get people that will throw things out out their cars at people in fursuit, uh, it's still just not fully integrated. It's not yeah. as streamlined as Anthrocon is.
0: Yeah, we we I met up for dinner with a friend who lives in Pittsburgh and I was talking to her parents about it who were they were babysitting. And they're like, oh yeah, I was downtown near near the area. And yeah, it was it's great. We're we're happy that they're here every year. And these are just, you know, you know, normies and they're not involved (laughs) in this nonsense at all. And it's like, yeah, yeah, it's great that they're here every year. Everybody's excited. Nope. It's, there's no ill will at all. And I think that's why you can't really compare to, I I haven't been any of these other ones, but when it comes to something that big, that's that well accepted, that's that well run, I I can't imagine an experience that would be much better than that because it's just, it's just, well, just everything was good from top to bottom.
2: Right. Like I think you were spoiled with Anthrocon being your first, just like, well, technically Anthrocon was my first convention that I attended uh, in 2015. Um, but I hope
0: it's the first and last, to be honest.
2: Oh my God. (laughs) No, aren't I dra- dragging you out to the Northwest this oh, fall? Oh, that's
0: right. Well, I'm going to have to go to Seattle, I which mean, is going to be terrible. Oh,
2: it's so put upon. Um, <laughs> You don't have to go to the convention itself if you don't want to. It depends on
0: how big it is and how much help you really is need. It's
2: a very small con, so you probably don't even need to go. And you're just going to barge down the door and come in and feed me. So, <laughs> anyway, so the one little thing about uh, Pittsburgh and its acceptance and and all of the good things involved with the convention being there. Um, one of the tweets from Anthrocon's official, uh, Twitter account that came out on July 5th. So that was right before the convention started. Uh, this is what they say. just spoke with our liaison from the Pittsburgh police and learned two things. The district, the business district where we are is largely unaffected by flooding because we had a, issue with the rain and nonsense like that. We were afraid that that would be a problem. But it's not. Yay. That's good. So, uh, no effect on convention operation is expected. Also, the second thing that they learned was crime rates drop when Anthrocon is in town. So, yay furries. We don't ruin everything sometimes.
0: (laughs) So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and say that correlation does not equal causation.
2: I hate you. (laughs) So,
1: Well, I've only been exper- I've only experienced it from the I guess the outskirts. That time Carrie came to
2: Anthro, New England.
1: Anthro, New England, and hilariously locked her car. <laughs> in I a didn't garage. lock the
2: car. The garage locked my car in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> so that's
1: my only experience.
0: Well, and I think that is that is a great introduction to the community, I think. I hate you.
2: <laughs> yeah, also sleeping on a pillow under a desk because it was a snowstorm and Brian couldn't come rescue me.
0: So yeah, I do it was have to say, it was, it was a little weird. We were sleeping in a room with five people. And I haven't slept in a room with five people in a while other than like bachelor parties.
1: <laughs> Don't touch my shoes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> these, these are not fursuit paws. Don't wear them. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, that was, that was, it was interesting. I mean, we, we roomed with nice people. It wasn't our room technically. So,
2: well, I mean, Sarah cat is Sarah Mancini is a fursuit maker and she is a good friend of mine. I've done her logo and done some badges for her. Yeah, She's
0: a nice cat. We
2: like pimping each other out. It's pretty great. But she, uh, <laughs> so she is a good cat. So <laughs> she and I, like she reserved the room. We decided that we were going to be roommates as of as soon as we got out of the dealer's den 2017 we're like what are we doing for 2018 so we were on top of that immediately like before the first convention that we sold at was even over Um, and uh, so that was technically our room and I was like I think my husband's coming along and then we can squeeze some other people in there so
0: and it it did work out relatively well that the downtown area is a bit odd on the weekend it's kind of dead
2: Mm-hmm. Um, especially for like breakfast options.
0: Yeah. It was pretty desolate. Really. You had to like, you'd have to get all the way into the strip district. It was like a 15 minute walk to anything that's like diner-esque. Um, it, but I gotta say it was, it was nice. We, we had some nice other food. Uh, we went to an Argentinian place. Mm-hmm. We went to, you know, standard hipster restaurant, uh taco place. We, we had, we had a good time overall in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. Um, it would have been nice to spend a little extra time, but I couldn't justify three days of vacation for this nonsense. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I could barely justify two, but we had a very good weekend and sold a lot of stuff. Yeah, we did. So
2: I nearly doubled, actually, I think a little over doubled my sales from last year,
0: which is pretty good,
2: which is pretty great. It's
0: pretty, pretty great. (laughs) Um,
1: on the order of great,
2: on the order of great.
0: So, I think what we're going to do is take a quick break and leave this as our furry section of the podcast.
2: Bye-bye, furry section.
0: Goodbye, furs. <laughs> Until next time. Adios. I bid you <laughs> adieu. Adieu. All right, goodbye. Before we get back to this week's episode, I'd like to take a second to talk to you about Frankly. That's p h r a n k l y dot com. Frankly is the best way to find out how your favorite local restaurants source their products and also how to find your favorite specialty goods. You can check out restaurants like Joby & Coffee, Marty's Meats. Search for them on Frankly and find out where they source their goods from. Or you can check out your favorite specialty product like Guglielmo Sauce. Search for them on Frankly and find out all the locations you can buy their sauce all over. That's frankly, P-H-R-A-N-K-L-Y.com. And we're back. So Carrie has decided to stick around for our next topic today. Uh, Took the chance while we were taking a break to grab an additional beverage. Uh, We started, what were you drinking when we started the podcast, Carrie? I think it was a Kelby Russell rosé, which is made from Cabernet Franc. Yes. A fine Finger Lakes rosé.
2: Of course. A little
0: bit darker in color than a lot of the rosés we've been drinking this season.
2: It was definitely a rich Think, like almost a magenta. Yeah,
0: it was very bright, uh, full flavored, a mm-hmm. little bit of a uh, little bit earthiness, very pleasant, and uh, probably more my style rosé. Unless had you
2: some like oniony notes to it, or is what I was picking up. It's that onion, green
0: pepper, pyrazine kind of thing, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of inherent to Cabernet Franc. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, a, a wine I greatly enjoyed. I think we we bought this at uh, F L X. Uh, Frybird down in the Finger Lakes, which has a wine store attached to it because, of course, it does because it's involved with Christopher Bates. <laughs> and they sell wine in this little store. I don't know if, I think it's called like FLEX Provisions or something like that. But whatever it's called, they sell wines at tasting room prices in there. And we grabbed a bottle of this. and It's really, really tasty. Yeah. So um, I refreshed during the quick break with some Russell six-year rye, which is one of my go-tos in the mid-priced range of liquors, I think goes around $40 a bottle and kind of an easy sipper, really tasty and consistent one. you, you You don't feel terrible with mixing if you're doing it well, not with like, you know, coke or pepsi <laughs> but mixing with actual ingredients
1: right. please don't do that
0: yeah I, I agree you don't feel bad if you mix it with real ingredients but it's the level where i'm starting to really enjoy it on its own like written house is a great mixer it's not not my favorite to like sip a, sip on its own mm-hmm. while russell's is starting to get to that level where i enjoy just sipping and i don't need to mix it with anything else some of the other ones i have i don't I'm not a huge fan of on their own, but th- this one this is kind of a good, good standard sipper. What, what You're did not a you fan grab, the Abomination,
1: Brian? on its own? What's that? The Abomination um, Lost Souls. It's a little rough. <sighs> Lost Spirits. Yeah, Lost Spirits. It's a little. It's a little rough. So yeah, own.
0: yeah. The last time, I think it was the last time you came down, you brought the Lost the Spirits Scotch, which is, um, is a distillery in California where they buy. They'll buy the raw juice from uh, Scotch distillers, and then they fast-age it using their patented processes. And it's just—it's barrel-proof. It's really thick and smoky and nasty and pretty delightful, really.
2: So it's nothing very I want.
0: <laughs> oh God, nothing you want. No, you—you you wouldn't even want to think about touching this stuff. Mm-mm.
1: Yeah, it's. So what does Carrie have to refresh herself? Oh, she she has water. H two O. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Yeah, great solvent. Uh,
0: <laughs> what what did you end up with there, Mr. Brian?
1: So I have some small batch Four Roses. Just finished up the bottle. I need to start drinking faster or more. Probably a good reason to to vote. Yeah,
0: I mean, but Four Roses small batch is a fine choice. Yep, it's for for a larger distillery. It's still a quality product at a very reasonable price.
1: Yeah, I have to go to their small batch, and then they have their single barrel as well. Mm. I'm just trying to use them all up, but it's pretty tasty.
0: Yeah, not bad, right? I'm a big fan. I haven't spent a lot of time with Four Roses, but I remember we've sampled it at a couple tasting events. We tried it one out in Buffalo, and I remember really enjoying it. So
1: it's a little sweet. It's kind. it's It's a little harsh sometimes. It's, <laughs>
0: It's bourbon, not as, after all.
1: Yeah, but not as not as uh, well rounded and kind as a a Japanese whiskey.
0: Yeah, but those ones are those ones are just fantastic.
1: Yeah, each of them has its place. We we can't drink Japanese whiskey every day. <laughs> well, you can. You can, just, you, can. <laughs> you can. It's just not socially acceptable sometimes. Yeah.
0: Mm, it is delightful, though. So what we're back to talk about is. Um, we're back to talk about food while traveling. Carrie stayed on because, um, we've been married and together for a hot minute now. (laughs) How long, how long have we been taking trips now?
2: Um, was it
0: 2011 where we started dating? Yes. So going on seven long, miserable years. Oh
2: my God.
1: (laughs) Just a biscuit over five years.
2: Oh my gosh.
0: (laughs) Um, but we've been taking trips. Since then, you know, you go on trips when you're in a relationship with somebody.
2: Yeah. When one has a mohawk that he wants to dye bright orange.
0: Yeah, you go on trips because that's the deal. (laughs) And obviously when we're traveling, you know, part of the destination is going to food. But kind of what we want to talk about is not just eating when you get to your destination. It's eating while you're trying to get to your destination.
2: Or in my case, while I'm stuck in a convention center, I don't really have very many go- good options.
0: Yeah, so some, sometimes desperation does come in when it's when you're eating on the road. Right. And this convention's a good example. I had to run out, I had to run back in, and we bought, we bought Jimmy John's sandwiches,
2: mm-hmm.
0: which is not something I'm happy about.
2: No, I'm, I would say that I am not proud.
1: Were they agreeable?
2: Uh, yeah, sure. Like I didn't have any digestive issues
0: if that's what you mean. <laughs> I mean, it's not the kind of sandwich you'd get on purpose. Right. But in a situation where you need food quickly, it's food
2: and it's right next to the convention center, so that it, was pretty much our choice.
0: Right. It's it's a step above Subway and
2: and a good number of steps above the concession stand, I got to say. So Well, sure. So I mean I guess
1: is what's your what is your goal? Is at least when I travel it's to get to the place as fast as I can.
2: Yeah,
0: but you're
1: you're an animal and you <laughs> just won't stop. Yeah, Brian, you're a beast. <laughs> I mean, Rochester is what? Normally for people that drive Normal with, people. A, with a regular foot, 6, six hours. hours. Me, 5 hours and 15
2: minutes. Brutal.
1: Yeah.
0: Um so for us when we're when we're driving for example to Boston, We've got a couple of places, and what I actually like to do is try to map out the route and figure out,
2: you know,
0: all right, dinner's going to be around here. Where can we stop in that area?
2: You're kind of like your dad in that way. I got to say,
0: <sighs> yeah, <sighs> unfortunately. <laughs> um, it's rough, but man, you didn't call it your dad
1: already. <sighs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but but what I what we do get out of that, like when we're driving back and forth to Boston, we know we can stop around Schenectady and go to this Mexican restaurant slash grocery store get oh the tamales yeah get some tamales get mm-hmm. some decent um decent tacos or tortas and i know i'm going to get good food there
2: almost too much food for how much we're paying <laughs>
0: yeah but i mean that okay. that's a good example of the kind of places you can find and we actually found another one on our way up from pittsburgh this year we we had leftover sandwiches which got us a distance Oof. But where we ended up stopping, we ended up stopping in Erie, Pennsylvania, which you yes. would not think would have food that you'd want to eat. <laughs> and you think, oh, we're just going to go get chicken nuggets from McDonald's because that is one almost perfect road food.
2: Mm-hmm. Stuff it in your face.
0: Stuff in your face. And they're crunchy and they're made of
2: chicken. Chicken? chicken question mark. Jesus. And also, if you're me, you don't need a sauce. Ta-da! No, you got to have sauce with those. No, no sauce. Dry- you got to have sauce. I gotta have mean, those while you're driving, dry.
0: sauce doesn't work well. No, yeah. I just I stop and inhale. Yeah, that,
2: that's not good for productivity. That's your problem. Chop, brother. chop, you get stopped. to the road. <laughs>
0: Stopping's for losers.
2: Yeah, what the heck?
0: Uh, so we ended up stopping in Erie, Pennsylvania, and I searched the local restaurant scene, found a Chinese restaurant that had Sichuan cuisine that? on the sign. And sushi. And sushi, of course, because most Chinese restaurants have <laughs>
1: sushi. Oh, why not? Built them, them all in the bag. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just, just shake up the Asian food and put it in a restaurant.
1: <laughs> it, you can just call it Asian potpourri. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I go in, and the um, the, our our white server was she was very nice. <laughs> And I'm like, so I was
2: like, she's very Pennsylvania, and I'm like, I I know what Pennsylvania girls look like because I was one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I need to talk to somebody who's not you about the food I want to eat. You <laughs> talk to somebody who's not you, and I was able to uh, show the nice gentleman from the kitchen the dishes I wanted to eat, which are some of our go tos, Brian. We had to. Oh, of course. Uh, dry fried green beans.
1: If you needed if you needed any um what's it called? What I'm looking for. If you needed to, you know, just have my picture on the phone and saying he knows what's the deal. So yes. it's okay.
0: Well, I talked to the guy, I'm like, I want I want I want Sichuan
1: spicy. Mala. I want to be sweating when I'm having this food.
0: And t- to be to be fair, I don't think we really got above like mild Mild medium for my palate nowadays.
2: I was just beat up from the weekend, so I couldn't really eat too much. I was just like, I need delicate foods that I don't have to chew or taste. It was like <laughs> basically you, can me can you after blend the weekend. The food? Yeah. <laughs> like just put it in a blender and give me a straw. Like I I just need sustenance. But <laughs> I was they were they a good
0: person. To, they were able to whip me up a, um, a decent mapo tofu and a dry fried. Uh, green beans with a fair oh, amount cottage. of, like, dry, crisp, uh, dry, crisp chilies. And, you know, they, they were obviously using the jarred uh Jang sauce. But you know what? For so, for where we were, yeah, it was it, pretty damn tasty. You were, if,
1: you, if you got that, it's not bad. No, yeah. it was
0: really, I mean, it was like better it, than it needed to be.
2: Well, and the thing was, even though I couldn't, like, once it got to a certain point in my throat, yeah. I was starting to cough. But it was delicious. And then my body was broken from the weekend. It was like, no. So I was like, yum. Oh, uh, no, not going to eat that let's, right now.
1: Let's just say this. What your experience was was significantly better than when I, when I was living in Tampa. And there was, a, there was one restaurant. It was called Chinese Restaurant. And I just never <laughs> went to it after Very a while. Very specific. <laughs> well, that's what the sign said. It almost um, makes me think that they were
2: doing other things.
1: Just really sad that that area had nothing. Mm. That's why.
2: Oh, desolate.
1: That's too bad. But you know, it had good seafood around the area, but still you couldn't it's not like anything back home or yeah. whether it's a huge immigrant population.
0: Yeah. I mean it's I'm not saying you're always gonna find these kind of places, but I think part of the message I want to give out is if you put in an effort into looking, mm-hmm. I mean these are not big cities. I and mean, we were talking Schenectady and Erie. There's a lot of opportunities to find cool stuff, but you do have to be a little bit persistent in doing so. You can't just randomly stop and find something.
1: You kind of and, need and to it's look. It's a, a little persistence bit. that's well beyond the typical traveler. Actually, you actually had to talk to a chef.
0: Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were there were dishes on the menu, but I wanted like straight vegetarian and not. I didn't want the minced pork in both of the dishes. You
1: didn't want cumin lamb or
0: anything like that. I mean, typically, sure, and they had it on the menu. Actually, It uh, wasn't a bad menu, but. I mean, there's a lot of opportunities to find cool stuff in towns. I mean, we were traveling not that long ago. This was a shorter trip, obviously. Uh, we were traveling, you know, an hour east of Rochester. We found a Mexican grocery store, got some, you know, tamales, and found some cool stuff around there. But it's the kind of place you wouldn't stop unless you knew what it was. And I'd been in a few times already. But it's, you know, people, if they, they wouldn't notice it from the street. And if they did, they wouldn't have stopped in. So it's, again, research is kind of important and a sense of culinary adventure, I think, is important.
2: Well, and that's the thing. Like, a lot of people are just like, I'm on the road. I'm a monster monster like Brian and I just want to get there. And they're not doing research ahead of time or they're not. not, Or they're, like, just like, oh, what do I put in my face? A thing that I know. And, like, we were watching, I don't remember which video, um something on youtube about how the nba is all crazy about cheesecake factory oh yeah
0: yeah that was was, there was a video on eater
2: eater that's right um and it's just that it's it's the same thing every freaking cheesecake factory they're in all of the major cities everybody in their family can find something on the menu that they want and there you go they got comfortable booths for the the giant athletes.
0: <laughs> no, I mean those those are those are justifiable reasons. Like I I think there are justifiable reasons to eat at chain restaurants. One is when you're on the road. Yeah. And I and now I certainly prefer to try and find the local places. Right. But the most frequent times will I'll eat like straight garbage <laughs> is either if I'm either if I've had a few. And it just seems like a great idea. <laughs> or, if we're on the road and you know, were at a rest stop and we need food, and like, all right, chicken nuggets.
2: Because mm-hmm. <laughs> we're know. not gonna fart around and eat some Doritos or whatever. We need some protein, even though it's you don't know where it's coming from necessarily, but eh, and it's fried, eh, but at least it's more substantial than something you're gonna get out of a plastic bag. Yeah. And that's, so,
1: that's the same thing with me. And I was, every time I just you know decided to book it to to Rochester, and I go, well, I haven't had fast food in about two years. Let's see how it is now. Oh, right, it's still not that great, but I'm not starving anymore. So,
2: well, and there let's just keep going. There's a trick to going to a lot of these fast food restaurants too, because you'll I I've done enough travel just for college for conventions um, that you find. If you're going at like traditional peak times, you're going to wait and you might not get the freshest of food. So it's like, wow, this is not good. And it's also not good. Or you go as soon as the freaking place opens at 11 and you get the freshest French fries and you get the freshest whatever. uh, Freshest being not really fresh because they're frozen, but because they're made on the spot and they're not sitting under a freaking heat lamp or whatever garbage that they're doing in there
0: so it's 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 hard because you you start thinking about that kind of stuff and then you're like why am i thinking about like why am
2: i like logistic like planning my garbage intake
0: (laughs) yeah i think part of that is travel yeah i don't
2: but i mean if i'm gonna eat garbage i want it to be the best garbage (laughs) possible and i like I just feel like you we're just a bunch p- of raccoons talking about this right now on the first <laughs> subject. It's like you, you could know, just you really know, really pack, good pack garbage.
1: a portable garbage plate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually bring Oh, I
0: can't. I can't imagine eating a garbage plate cold.
2: <laughs> oh, I mean, it's bet. You might as well pack a mighty burrito, a super mighty, and a oh, cooler. That oh, sound,
0: that sounds great. Don't
2: do that.
0: Ooh, no! Mm, congealed mighty taco fat. <laughs> oh, Bad ideas look. were had by all. Eighty twenty beef. Twenty eighty <laughs> uh, beef. Twenty eighty beef. That's right. <laughs> I still love it. I, I I don't care what anybody says. I I love that. It's is that it's one. on
1: Henrietta still open.
0: The yes. one in Henrietta is still open, but the okay. the second location closed in Rochester. Oh,
2: I didn't know there was a second location. Oops.
0: Yeah, there was one up in Greece, and that when that one closed. Oh, okay. Um,
2: Greece had enough grease.
0: <laughs> it was near my old work, so I, I did make it a lunch stop on occasion. Uh
2: huh.
1: So so here's a tangent. Why is Greece always the butt end of jokes? I've been asking this of Rochesterians for a while. Well, there's they a lot of crime. Go, well, I you know, don't know about that. I, mean, I thought
2: there was a lot of crime in Greece, and like, I mean, it's because like people were saying that know, like Gre- you don't park in the the mall parking lot, you might get your car broken into oh, or mean, crap what, like that. people
0: were super paranoid I don't about even all know. this stuff. It's
2: I just the, hear this crap and then the, I'm like, oh, okay, so it's dangerous. No, the, the mall's fine. Great
0: Greece is fine. It's <laughs> a you know, it's a it's a lower middle class suburb and it's I mean it's not Pittsburgh. No. It's not Fairport. No. Nope. And that's, that's Chicken Filet it there. It's fine. It's but like there somehow, is a chicken filet sandwich there, yeah.
2: But how chicken does Henrietta like rate? Like I feel like people get a better vibe from Henrietta than they do from Greece. It feels it's like different. Greece is like a danger zone.
0: No, it's it's just <laughs> different. It's Henrietta got fully grown out. It is the it's the big box and mall capital of Rochester, and Greece's second tier, and it feels like it. That's that's what it feels like. It feels second tier to Henrietta,
2: which is crazy to me because. Yeah, it's a
0: it seems a little bit like the houses are a little older. It might be an earlier suburb. Right. And it's, you know, there's a lot of, you know, track housing and, you know, it's it's not fancy. It's a it's a working class suburb. It's not it's not Pittsburgh. It's not East Rochester. Even East Rochester is a little, you know, a little different than that area.
1: But Mm -hmm. even in East Rochester, there's not, there aren't that many, at least when I was traveling there, there aren't that many chains anywhere or it's not, it's not just strip malls. No,
0: Greece is like a second rate Henrietta, which it it has all the big box. It
1: has all the strip malls. It has all that
0: stuff, but it it just seems more residential than that too. If -hmm. you get into the area, it's a bigger suburb than you think it is. Once Mm -hmm. you actually start driving around, it's not just that strip. There's yeah. a lot in Greece and it same in Henrietta too. There's a lot of residential. It's just the strip in Henrietta is huge in comparison. And right. I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's not fancy. So I, it's also, it's, it's easy to joke around about cause it's, you know.
2: Yeah. Well, and I don't know how much anybody really explores any of the suburbs or even the city itself. And people have their preconceived notions. Well, like, yeah. So I don't even know. <laughs> I don't it's know. It's, it's
1: just... Stromy and I tried to explore downtown Rochester when we tried to go to the subway. And then we couldn't because there was construction there. Yeah. <laughs> right. they're,
0: well, they're kind of yeah closing that whole area off now. It's kind of done. There, there's more construction going on downtown now. We just went to a new restaurant yesterday. That's still in soft open. There's more restaurants opening, more more buildings being constructed. They're about to start doing inner loop construction soon, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Um, actually starting the build out of stuff on there. Um, we just went on a pretty big tangent here, by the way. Yeah, wow. Oh, I know. <laughs> um, thanks, Brian. Yeah, thanks, Brian. Hey, <laughs> I am to please. So let's talk about the times when you and I have gone on trips.
1: Let's see.
0: Cuz we we've these. we've done a few. We haven't done a ton actually.
1: But we but every time we travel it's usually for a destination. What? So we rarely eat on the road.
0: Yeah, cuz we're most of the times we're traveling is not that far.
2: Like going to Maine. Right. From Boston
0: we've driven to Maine a few times.
1: And that's maybe 2 hours max when we don't take a Ill-fated detour to ch- travel along the coast and then run into a all traffic right. See, <laughs> See, I thought I thought I had a good idea, and I wanted like,
0: hey, let's drive along the ocean. Let's like, look at some of the quaint beach towns, and maybe we'll grab some neat food along the way.
2: Yeah, and then the the rich people said, no, get off our property, basically because yeah, they don't... own all of the seaside properties. <laughs> And there was
1: no food along there because it was all it was all residential. Yeah,
0: cuz the land's worth too much for people to own a store.
2: And they walk out with their tennis sweaters and their ascots and they're like, "What are these people doing here?" and we're like, "Oh no. So Rich th- people. Speaking
1: of that, if instead of going to Portland, I recommend we go to Cape Cod next time." Oh, you want to try the Cape? So we can get go to, to get some old-fashioned fish fries and and scallops. Mm. And the Fry Shack stuff. Yeah. All right. That well, we, stuff is amazing.
0: I don't think... I've been I've been out there once when I was a kid. And... I've never been. I, we went out once as a kid. We walked on some sand dunes. And then we came back, pretty much.
1: Congratulations. Yeah, it was you, pretty great. Me, you were in Provincetown. <laughs>
0: yeah. It was pretty great. Province. <laughs> <laughs> These gentlemen are from Provincetown. <laughs> it's Providence.
2: <laughs> Microprocessors. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um... But so it's, it's, sure, that, um, I mean we, we should. We we haven't I haven't been out there um out there in a long time. So I want to try that out. See see what it's going on, you know, try it out.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> see well, what's going on.
1: The good thing is is that the t- the farthest point on Cape Cod, whether if you go all the way up the hook, it's maybe an hour and a half.
0: It's not too bad unless yeah, the traffic locks up right.
1: Well you go to if you go to. well, everyone else is already there. Oh, okay. So, you know, the that that economy and everything that's happening is already going right now. It's just the um, Memorial Day to Labor Day type of thing is just Oof. if you go on those those startup days or go down to July fourth,
2: right?
1: Then you you're just in the mood for some pain. Especially when they were doing construction on the bridges. That was just awful.
0: Yeah. So I mean that, right that's right now it's
1: fine. You could do a day trip or just go down there and right, come so back. we're
0: we're talking about destinations then. It's not a, not a, not a lot of travel to get to cider. I think the other, the other time we were, when we, when you came out here last, we did a big winery tour and went out and recorded a podcast at a cidery, but we were, we were bouncing between
1: locations. Yeah. We didn't really eat anything on the road either. Mostly because it was too hot to even think about that. (laughs) Yeah, It was pretty nasty. Um, And we had had a little bit, you know, a small, a rather, rather small lunch. And then a little too much cider and a little too much wine. Yeah, we we did hit a fair amount of spots that day, but it wasn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't consider that eating on the road at all. Not even yeah. close.
0: Um, I mean, we did do the winery, and that was.
1: Well, we meant to go there anyway. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was, if see, if if um, but that was more rest spots. Yeah, but if rest spots had food like the winery, or even I'm going to even say like five guys over McDonald's, it wouldn't be as bad to say, you know what? I'm going to stop there and have a burger because I know it's not going to be a gourmet burger, but it's going to be a a damn delicious one.
0: Every time I stop at one of those like highway rest stops, I'm like, why doesn't somebody actually do something decent in one of these?
1: (laughs) I, but I do want to actually try to go to some of those, you know, route 66 ones where those you have, those gigantic truck stops and see what the food is like there.
0: Oh, the like the the ones in the Midwest and
1: those yeah, areas? the ones where, you know, traveling two hours is like nothing to them.
0: Yeah, because I because
1: yeah, for us, for at least for me, two hours anywhere, two hours a you know, radius of two hours will get you to, well, easily the Maine and Cape Cod. And then two hours takes two hours to drive across the width of Massachusetts, so that will get you to almost Albany.
0: Because we've, I mean. We've done some travel. We didn't drive to Chicago when we went out. We flew. But you've driven to Chicago. You've driven to Atlanta. Yeah. Crazy. Which, is crazy. <laughs>
2: which was insanity. And I'm going to be driving to Chattanooga later Chattanooga. this Nookie. fall. Chattanooga. <laughs> uh, Visit the and, Civil War. Site. And I will be driving back to Chicago again this winter as well. Ugh. Like, holy cow. At um, least it's in the winter. At, no, not at least it's in the winter.
1: It's uh, cold is awesome. You can always put more clothing on,
2: dude. Do, do you know illegal. that there was like a forty car pileup on the same freaking road through Erie that I was going through on the way back? But thankfully, a few days after I was there, well, not, just
1: put chains in your tires. <laughs> oh my god!
2: <laughs> yeah, then <laughs> then my car will be invincible. Oh <laughs> no! I ate some garbage in Rosemont. It was not great. It was not. Chicago proper. It was suburbish stuff. It so it's like, okay, so what do I want to eat today? Chipotle? Or do I want Panda Express? Or want a I w-
0: Chicago dog or a deep dish pizza.
2: There weren't anywhere near my trashy hotel. I <laughs> had to go. I was like, well, maybe the sushi place. And of course, while I'm eating my shitty sushi, I'm seeing that every other freaking person in there is eating a noodle dish. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> cool Yeah. So um, I don't know what they had in their mind when they thought to put cayenne pepper into raw tuna and treat it like a spicy tuna <laughs> roll.
1: But it was unpleasant as that.
2: fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and I threw like part of it out and I'm like, no, this is a waste, but it's also hurting me and I'm going to throw up.
0: I'm, try- I'm trying to think of other... Bad experiences we've had while eating travel food. Um, yeah, not not a ton actually. We've had we've had pretty decent success overall. At least when I'm with you.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, leave me to my own devices, and everything I mean, just it, falls it's, apart. It's all over. <laughs> it's
1: all over. I mean, all I remember you is is usually I see the the remnants of eating, of you guys eating on the road and coming to my house and just going, well, I need some Advil. Oh, I need some Tums. Or <laughs> That's fair. I yeah. need Both. Or I need real food, which is you know, it's acceptable.
0: Yeah. Cause we've done the, the expedited route to your house and then we end up going out for food when we get there, yeah. which, which, it, which works out well, but,
2: Uh, Often much better because then we're like, oh, wow, I've never had a food before. yeah, And we have, like, this is the best sushi I've ever had. And, like, Brian's like, I don't know. It's okay.
1: I mean, it's pretty good. I mean, it's okay.
0: Yeah, I, I think the challenges with eating on the road come with when you're actually on the road. Or if you're at a place where you have limited mobility and you need to just eat
2: just inhale food for food's sake. Inhale a Jimmy John sub and just be like, There, I have energy is and I'm not or dying you, now. Or you just
1: want to rekindle your your love for fast food and go, All right, that's why I stopped eating this.
2: Right. Oh yeah, it is garbage. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean
0: I don't I mean, feel good. I, I know more than I should because you know, times have been, you know, less than optimal and I've I've eaten some fast food. Um <laughs> so like I know you can I mean, if you want to optimize your dollars right now, like the Wendy's four for four is kind of the deal of, <laughs> deal of the day.
2: Wow, hey, thanks. It's still not
1: as good as that of the, what, the 39 cent cheeseburger back in the day?
2: Oh, oh, my God. I do
1: remember when I was a kid, we had those. Yeah. Oh, geez.
2: Back in the day
0: buffet.
2: <sighs> oh, no. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. They, so there'd be, was it Tuesday? Tuesdays. It was like 39 cent cheeseburger day at McDonald's. Oh, my God. like fill of up five. It. You just fill up a bag of cheeseburgers, oh and... no, yeah, oh no. I do remember that as a kid. Brian reminded me of the other day when we were talking.
1: I remember those days. they weren't good, and then they had the what the like eighty nine cent fish fillets.
2: You guys are I mean... terrible. I to be I was it's always going to McDonald's when there were beanie babies. That was my problem. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you were always a problem, apparently,
2: well, I mean. <laughs> You
0: were always a problem.
2: Yeah, of course. (laughs) I've only changed a little. I only have a few regrets. One of them is Beanie Babies.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Ty, what a bastard.
2: Yeah, I mean, what the fuck? I hate that guy. Jeez. Jeez. It It would be
1: nice to actually, to to just plan out a a prolonged road trip where you actually have to search out.
0: I would love to do that. I've never Mm -hmm. done a long road trip.
1: Um, I'm not sure if it would be nicer to have a mini RV type of thing or to
2: just do exactly what your parents do.
1: Abuse the sh- abuse the crap out of your car and go. Well,
2: I mean if we it. if we
0: were going to do it, I would I would borrow my <laughs> I'd borrow my dad's my dad's van. He can he has a queen size bed you can put in the back. And then like Brian and I would sleep in the bed together. Oh, and, you're
2: going with Brian? Well, yeah. I mean, he's
0: a much better travel companion than you. Well, fuck you. <laughs> um <laughs>
1: It's we, not what it looks like, guys.
0: We can we can all cuddle in the bed together. It'll be fine.
2: I like the hand motion when you said cuddle. By the way, I didn't quote anything. There was no, no quotes I used. Oh, I didn't do that on purpose.
1: I'm mean, gonna I guess he did this.
0: Is no, I did. I didn't do it on purpose.
2: No circle jerks in the back of the bed? <laughs> no. This, this, is, this is this podcast, is good, everyone.
0: honest, straight <laughs> cuddling. God.
2: Oh, okay. I'm what sorry. the hell is wrong with you? Wow. Oh. For warmth. That's so sensitive. For warmth.
0: Yeah, it's cold on the road.
2: Oh, well, the emo hair didn't lead me astray after all.
0: Yeah, I just dropped my hair in front of my eyes.
1: <laughs> um, I think that would be a very cool idea. I, I've seen, you know, you know, some people travel for sightseeing. I mean, that's fine. I wouldn't do that, but that's just me.
0: <laughs> no, I, I think it would be fun. I've never, I've never done a long road trip. You know, the longest trip was always, like, with family. We drove to Florida, but...
2: Oh, I'd like to family. bounce
0: around a little bit and try some different stuff like that.
2: What is the longest that you've been in a car with me? Because I feel like you just want to bust out of the car like immediately. You're just like, nope, I'm done. Like,
0: Yeah, well, I think the farthest... <laughs> so, I'm the not farthest, sure it would go well. <laughs> the farthest we drove was, I think, is actually Boston.
2: <laughs> or to up to Maine, but I mean... Well, that's a separate an, trip. Yeah, it's a separate trip.
0: So I think the longest is Boston because we've done... We've done Pittsburgh. We've done, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, Boston's probably the farthest, to be honest. Yeah. We've done so six hours. Yeah. We've done a long flight, but we've never done longer drives. Yeah.
2: So you haven't done the like 12 hours straight to Rosemont or Charlotte like I have, <laughs> which just makes me want to never be in a car again.
0: I mean, I've done by myself. I've, I've driven to, you know, Indiana before by myself. and
2: Well, there's that. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: Apologies. <laughs> yeah. Scenic Fort Wayne, Indiana.
2: Corn and Jesus.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, that's, yeah, I think we should go on a road trip sometime soon. Okay. I don't know where the hell we should go, but we should go on a trip. Okay. Where are we going?
2: Uh, Chattanooga. <laughs> I'm
0: not going to another furry convention.
2: Looking for roommates.
0: It's not me.
2: Ah oh, man.
0: No. Oh,
1: Missouri. Man.
2: Just (laughs) drive down to Missouri. (laughs) (laughs) Oklahoma.
0: We're not talking about the wind. We're not talking about planes. Oh, man. So I think we're going to close out (laughs) for this episode saying what is. So, Brian, what is your your go-to when you're on the road and you just need something quick?
1: I would have to say a 20-piece McNugget. Shit, with, yeah. Maybe with sauce, maybe without, depending on how how much I hate myself that day. Yeah, but that's the probably the easiest thing because it fits right in the cup, right in the cup holder. When I just pour in the push empty to empty the box out into the bag, and I don't have to look.
2: Oh, I okay. Obviously, like, don't empty into the cup holder. The cup holder no, is dirty. empty it into the
1: bag, and then just reach in and like, hey, <laughs> there's still one more. This is, this is great
2: bonus. <laughs> I win. There's still but twenty. Then, <laughs>
1: 15-20 <laughs> minutes, yeah. minutes later, I just feel like hell, yep, yeah, but that's but every year when I make the trip and I decide to stop for longer than five minutes, I'll venture into that realm and realize how much
2: I hate myself, yeah, fun, I
0: think we can close on that because I think we all agree that that is
1: our go to
2: yeah, way to go, McDonald's, you got us for life the
1: delicious, delicious McNugget, yeah,
0: so. Thank you to the McDonald's Corporation for keeping us somewhat of alive on the road and
2: feeling bad about ourselves. Should we open a P.O. box for them to send us checks?
0: Sponsored (laughs) by the (laughs) McDonald's Corporation. Not so much. Probably not. Well, you just finished your four roses and hold on me.
2: Oh, my gosh. Are you going to chuck that? What the heck? Dick. (laughs) Are you ASMRing me?
0: Yes, I am. I'm not. We're not chewing into the microphones. <laughs> we can talk about ASMR another time. Well, Brian, how can people find you on social media if they want to yell at you?
1: Well, if you want to yell at me, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at ChewOnThis,
0: and you used underscores because
1: I mean, yeah, because people might have, might look at it as Chewy on this or Chewy, chewy on his. So, so I had to split split them all up.
0: C H U E underscore on underscore this. Carrie, where can people find you on the social medias?
2: Uh, I am in my furry realm as a Crazy Dude without a Y, C R A Z D U D E, and I do mostly art and uh, art business related posts.
0: Yeah, so if you want information about being an artist, or she does a lot of self employment posts as well, and it's kind of it's there are a lot of good reads, and she talks about lessons she's learned and
2: referral links so you can get coupons off of things like Vistaprint and Moo cards and things Mo. like that. And then I get coupons too because you started an account. Wow. Wow.
0: So you can find Carrie all around the Northeast and other areas of the country at furry conventions.
2: And soon Ugh. to be the Northwest.
0: And the Northwest too. Ugh.
2: Taking over the world. Mwah.
0: And you can find me at Stromy on Twitter and Instagram. Food About Town on Facebook. Kerry, Brian, thank you for joining me on this episode of the Food About Town podcast. Cheers. Adios.
2: <laughs>
0: All right. See everybody later.